I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Three, two, one. one. <laughs> oh, that was gorgeous. I can already tell. Yeah, last week Mind was like, you left the clap and I was like, yeah, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Ever heard of it? <laughs> it's avant-garde. <laughs> yes, my highly professional podcast that can't find out any of our secrets. <laughs> Hey, what's up, you guys? We're back again this week on schedule. Um, yes. Off pod, we were just talking about hot people on the street, and I need to to share some information about my my building. Okay, I'm ready. So this new woman just moved into the basement. Like, a guy moved in, like, four months ago, and then he left, and some chick moved in, and she's, like, in her 50s, and, like... He's always outside on the driveway, like, chain-smoking cigarettes, but nobody's talking okay. to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, we don't know anything about her, but she's, like, going through it. And then all of a sudden, okay. a couch showed up in the backyard. A couch in the backyard? Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna be backyard couch people now. I guess the vibe of the building is changing. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I wish the vibe of my building would change. <laughs> it's a cultural reset. Yeah, the neighbor who's a major cunt talked to me yesterday. Oh no, about what? She said, do you compost? And I said, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so we're, we're making moves. I, I think I've realized it's like, I used to think she hates both of us, but now I think she just really hates Mike. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm she's excited. like afraid of hot guys. Um, yeah, maybe. She had a boyfriend who was, like, much younger. I couldn't tell if he was hot, though. Mm. He was, like, in his late 20s or early 30s, I think. Um, but I I don't know. Mike's louder than I am, and also he doesn't speak French. Yeah, so that's fair. So that could be two strikes against him right there. Maybe she hates men in general. She's obviously, like, divorced, or she wouldn't be, like, a 60-year-old woman living by herself in an apartment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, presumably. Presumably. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're both having big weeks. Big week, big week. What am I doing that's big? You're living bachelor life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm all alone taking advantage of my various freedoms. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what various my various freedoms are I think I, I told you I like I watched YouTube yeah. on the on the big TV huge I was good I I ate Subway for dinner last night just my things it's gross but I really like it uh, <laughs> sorry can we pause for one second yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are are lesbians like men in that way where they like get into the house when they get home from like work or doing stuff and just take their pants off right away? Is that like part of your? Trip? Yeah, it is for me. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Would you switch into different pants or do you just hang out in your? Normally, underwear? I just switch into like sweatpants. Yeah. Or maybe shorts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Depending. <laughs> you know. 
I don't know if this is like a universal thing, but I always I always find it funny that like Mike Spithouse in the fit is like no shirt, only boxers, or like oldest t-shirt in the world and boxers. That's like plus socks usually. That's like a standard like man in his own house look, I think. Yeah, like I I used to always just wear my clothes until I went to bed, but I've I'm like pajama pilled now. You used to wear your clothes until you went to bed? That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm a psycho. <laughs> I think that, like, the the pandemic and, like, people doing all this, like, psychotic journalism about, like, what work from home is going to look like or what school from home is going to look like made people, like, kind of lose their minds about, like, the clothing items that people wear in their own house. But I've always thought it was kind of crazy to wear, like, pants and like a belt once you are in the house yeah i always take my belt off right away well that's good at least i like it's just funny to think about sitting around the house in like a a knee-length dress (laughs) like come home from my office job and relax in my fucking shift dress from the (laughs) know. Feeling, feeling very <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely not afraid to get anything on this. That's what I think, like, my casual clothing is mostly about. It's about comfort, but it's primarily about stuff that I wouldn't be afraid to get, like, dirty dishwater yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, me too. Sometimes if I'm, like, going to, like, do a show or something, I will wear, like, a different shirt mm-hmm. until I leave the house, even though the one I'm wearing to the show is objectively just, like, a normal t-shirt. Same, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you also kind of have to do, like, if you're going to eat yeah. something in the interim, you don't want to take that risk. Or, like, for people who wear makeup, like, you you can get makeup on your clothes and stuff. It's a whole ordeal. Horrible. <laughs> um, should we talk about yeah, stuff? Yeah, let's talk about um, things. Some, some things. Things and stuff. I guess we're going to start with John Mulaney. Yeah, let's talk about John Mulaney, the thing everyone's been, been thinking about on the internet. Yeah, I just feel like everyone has wanted him to have done something illegal instead of just, like, asshole-ish this entire time. Yeah, like, people kept talking about him divorcing his wife as if he had, like, I don't even know, like, murdered someone. Denied the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> like, this kicked someone's dog, yeah. So, John Mulaney was famously married to someone who is not famous, um, an artist and academic named Anne-Marie Tendler, and he did a lot of jokes about her in his set and stuff, and they were a cute couple. They had a, a French bulldog together named Petunia, and people were, like, really obsessed with their tiny family. And then he... Him and his wife separated in the fall of last year, and he entered into rehab in December, which was also when they announced the separation. And then his divorce from her was being finalized this summer. Yeah. And he's dating Olivia Munn now. And I think they started dating right. before the divorce was finalized. Yes. So my assumption is that best case scenario, he's 
And this could be totally reasonable, too. He started dating Olivia Munn after he got out of rehab, which was also after he had been separated, but before people knew about the divorce was finalized. Yes, and before, like, exactly all these announcements had been made. Like, okay, I tweeted, like, did anybody consider that maybe John Mulaney's wife also wanted to get divorced? And apparently she publicly said, like, she was devastated or whatever, but it's still, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that getting divorced is, like, an evil thing to do. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't get why everybody's, like, villainizing him for getting a divorce. Especially, like... He went to rehab, too. It's like, you don't know, like, what the state of their relationship was like, you know? Like, it could have been pretty bad, and just because she apparently wants to work on it, it doesn't mean you have to. And she also went to rehab. Oh, she did? I didn't know that. She okay, did. Well, maybe... Yeah. Both of them went to rehab. <laughs> maybe they're enablers. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. And the other thing is, too, it's like, you can't hold him in like the court of public opinion and like say that he seriously did anything wrong like if you were the person who was in a relationship with him you would be like god he behaved badly and he broke my heart and he's a jerk yeah right or if that happened to one of your friends you you would be upset if someone (laughs) like someone divorced your friend and then started dating someone quickly and then they were pregnant. Yeah, of course. Not long after that, yeah. right? Of course, that would drive you crazy. You would be on that chick's Instagram every single day. Be making um, fake accounts and mess calling her ugly. <laughs> you'd be you'd be doodling like how to see private Instagram. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But, like, I I think our relationship to celebrity is so, like, psychotically gone wrong when people act like this is a personal offense that has been committed against them, right? Yeah, like, you're not friends with his wife. No. And you can enjoy somebody's work without necessarily thinking that they are a good person, first of all. And also, you can hold... in your heart that people do messy relationship stuff and that also doesn't make them bad people no of course not like like people just like want celebrities to be like one dimensional and whatever they think that they are like they're like oh John Mulaney like people were like mad when he went to rehab too because he talks about being sober in a set and it's like okay you don't actually like care about people's real life experiences i think we talked about that on the podcast we did yeah when he went to because this was before the news of the separation and obviously before the news of olivia munn and stuff but yeah people were not charitable they were like he's not the wholesome guy i thought he was and it's like well he talks about sobriety in one of his sets but also even if he didn't he was just a known sober person like do you know what the statistics on like people who are self-identified addicts becoming sober like permanently forever are they're very very um alarming yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're alarming i feel like um (laughs) i feel like the trend of people like 
being like calling themselves sober when they just like don't drink because they don't like drinking or don't like alcohol kind of like masks the actual statistics of stuff and like in his set he's like i used to drink and now i don't drink is like people don't understand necessarily (laughs) that it's like yeah like he's an he's an addict you know what i mean and like if you're going to acknowledge the fact that addiction is an illness, you also have to acknowledge the fact that, like, people may need to seek treatment more than once, or, you know, it's not, like, a linear thing. Well, having any sort of, like, condition, especially, like, you know, a a mental illness, like, addiction or... Um, like depression or an eating disorder or something, it's like that doesn't go away. Like even if you are successful in recovery, successful, whatever, like even if you don't use substances again or you don't relapse in your eating disorder or whatever, it, it might get easier over time as you like build habits, but it's like a constant project of managing. Yeah, of course. That Like there's no cure... <laughs> for um addiction obviously and like i think a lot of people especially who are like outside of the harm reduction community or like who don't have any experience with these things themselves don't understand and they think it's some sort of betrayal if somebody that they love even if it's somebody that they don't know who has like uh kind of cleaned up relapses like they take it personally they act like it's some sort of affront that someone was like lying to them about their intentions this whole time or something yeah or they see it as like yeah they just like take it personally and it's like hey you're obviously like fronting that you see this as an illness because you want someone to be like yeah it's an illness but like don't worry you're never gonna have to deal with the fact that it's like an ongoing issue you know right or maybe you will have that like encounter later on in your life or you know someone else in your life will and like hopefully at that time you won't even if you are disappointed you won't like act like they've had a complete and total fall from grace. Yeah, exactly. It's like if they have an incident with using again. It's like other mental illnesses and not so much like anxiety and depression but like actual like stigmatized mental illnesses like people mm-hmm. are all yeah. for being like yeah, we need to like destigmatize mental health and then someone acts mentally ill and people are like, "Oh my god, what a f- they're a freak." Like, ew. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're, they're, like, filming someone at the grocery store who's obviously having, like, a break or something, exactly. right? Or they're, like, talking shit on their, their like, friend who's been, like, you know, acting out online and things yeah, like that. Yeah, or they're, like, in someone's DMs being, like, I can protect you from the CIA. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Don't, totally good stuff. It's very, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> help people with their delusions <laughs> love that yeah i just don't I, like i get that it, it is uh <laughs> it's it's depressing to think about i think people are like projecting also right because they don't know anything about this man's relationship 
but they're like, oh, I would be so heartbroken if that happened to me. And it's like, well, obviously, but it's not happening to you. So save that energy. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have plenty of feelings if it does happen to you. <laughs> don't, don't waste your time and emotion on investing yourselves in some random celebrity's romantic life. It's never going to go well, I promise. Don't worry. People are going to be too busy to do that soon because they're going to be publicly posting about how they care about someone personally who's had an abortion and that somehow builds up a specific part of their identity thank god (laughs) my i it's it's funny because people make jokes about it it's like i do honestly think that like exposure to certain like i don't know like problems not problems but like you know when people are made fun of it when someone's like i can't be racist i have a black friend or whatever objectively that's stupid would the world be a less racist place if more white people had spent more time around black people yes yeah probably (laughs) definitely for sure right like because you get used to these things over time and like they, they stop like causing tensions but it is just objectively so funny to be like I'm friends with the gays. I'm friends with abortion havers. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's. I'm not saying it's silly that that it took that for it to humanize it to anyone, but from the outside, it looks a little silly. Well, it's just like people are like obsessed <laughs> with like making things their identity so that they can talk about it instead of letting other people's experiences like inform their opinions. So being like, I think that people should be allowed to have abortion because like I've heard that it helps this or like people in this type of situation mm-hmm. may benefit from it. It's healthcare. They're like, it's now part of my identity that I know someone who's had an abortion. So that's why it should be allowed. Right. And it's like, okay, who? Start naming names. Yeah, right? But, like, I I tweeted that, and I feel like people didn't really understand what I was saying, but I genuinely, like, if I was, like, posting being, like, somebody I love has had an abortion, like, anybody who was, like, a friend or loved one would probably be like, dude, like... (laughs) Chill, please. Yeah, it's... uh, Like... Let's put it this way. Abortion is one of those things like, you know, sexual assault or disordered eating or, you know, whatever, where it's like, if you, if you're just friends with like women, (laughs) chances are you are friends with somebody who has had a fucking abortion. Yeah, of course. Like, (laughs) like obviously (laughs) like if you if you were exclusively friends with like i don't know straight cis men or something like i guess you wouldn't have had that encounter but it's like dude your fucking mom or your sister someone in your family at least had a fucking abortion like It's one of those things that's harder to, to, you might not know about it, but it's one of those things that's like, it's, it's hard to reach out your arms and not touch someone who had an abortion. Yeah, of course. It's really that common. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
and it's a it's a horrible horrible experience that like uh, unfortunately a lot of people have had yeah and that's the other thing is like uh, it's true that like we need to destigmatize de- it because like you're saying like everybody knows someone that has but they might not know but also it's yeah. like people only want to hear about someone that's had an abortion if they were like it was an amazing experience like it's i love ha- having control over my body and it's like it's actually like really like complicated and emotional for some people and like we shouldn't be acting like we don't want to hear that because it furthers the rhetoric of like like Mm -hmm. people being attached to like being pregnant at an early point you know what I mean like yeah we should neither be like um in my opinion we should neither be like abortions are cool like objectively it's it's regrettable that they have to happen even if you even if you don't like i personally don't believe that in life before no. uh like after conception or whatever obviously like i don't think there's any sort of moral obligation for people to have or not have abortions but like i'm a little bit yapped out by the abortion is cool thing because i don't think most people think that it's like a really fun experience but also i don't want to be like on the side of being like abortions are so sad and bad and negative always because that's like obviously reactionary like right away yeah exactly right it's like like it it can be whatever you make it to be you know the thing is it's like regardless of what you think of it like morally like regardless of what its value is whether like it's a good or bad or happy or sad or difficult or easy experience women need to people need to have access to it exactly (laughs) like it doesn't really matter right like and like it's so important to like the health and safety of like people everywhere because the thing is like outlawing abortions doesn't stop abortions from happening uh it makes them it's so worse <laughs> right and it's so necessary like politically socially economically to not bring unwanted children into the world because it's just causing undue suffering for you know those children and also like the mothers who did not present like consent to becoming pregnant um yeah, like there's there's just no there's no other option like and it drives me up the fucking wall when people who call themselves socialists are pro-life because i'm like yeah that makes so, no sense <laughs> so which women do you purport to care about like which people do you want to stop from suffering What's going on here <laughs> like, <sighs> can you explain to me in detail what your actual political opinions are without using any buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, like, do you think fetuses have rights or no? Like, it, the funniest thing with, like, fetuses have rights, it's like, so women don't? Like. Yeah, and also like, it's like. You're just supposed to let someone, like, fucking be a tenant inside your body for nine months. Yeah, like. <laughs> I thought we hated landlords. What's going on here? <laughs> That's true. I will be charging rent. <laughs> um, 
Okay, that was a bit fucking thing in the sorry to circle back. That was the big thing in the John Mulaney thing too. Was that apparently they had been really, really outspoken about never having children, okay. and now and he's then having- now he's having a kid, right? So it's like that begs a lot of questions. It's like, did he did he flip turn on around? Was it an accident and she's keeping it? Or was it really his ex-wife who never wanted to have kids this whole time and he was like, sure, whatever, I don't care either way. Yeah, but it's also like, I don't know. I don't get why people are upset about that because it's like, if you've ever been in a relationship, you know that like sometimes it really like depends on the person you're with. Totally. I mean, like, I I think about this all the time because, like, I, um, I mean, historically, I'm, like, a commitment phobe, and, like, I had never really been that interested in, like, getting married, and I, like, certainly would have never considered having children, and I still don't want children for the record, but, like, I'm, like, now that I'm with Mike, I'm, like, oh, I would totally have this person's babies. Like, in another world where I wanted to have children, it's like, if I was going to have... If anyone was going to sway me in the direction of being like, I want to be a parent, it would be this person. Exactly. Right? Like, and that that context totally does matter because, I mean, like, I'm sure you've dated people and I've dated people where it's like, you're with them and you're like... It's fine. Even if it's a good relationship, you're like, I don't know if I could be with this person for the rest of my life. Yeah. Or I don't like, know if I would ha- like raise a, a child or a dog or build a house with this person. Or like, I could see myself being with this person for a long time, but I wouldn't want to um, complicate that by having a, the commitment of a child, like the financial commitment yeah. and emotional commitment where... I'm going to be bonded to this person for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think some people like know in their hearts that they maybe don't have what it like takes takes to be a parent. Like they suspect that they wouldn't be a good parent, which is a totally fine reason to not have children. Oh yeah. Right. Of course, it's dead. You're you're doing harm reduction in that case. You're like, I suspect more people should have this conversation with themselves. Like, I suspect I might not be the best parent. Perhaps I should not purposefully engage in having children. And yeah, and like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, you'll change your mind when you get older about having kids. But like, it's true that like a lot of people don't really have strong feelings about it either way and it really depends on the circumstances you're in that would decide whether you feel like you can commit to having a child or not yeah definitely I mean I still don't think I would want to have a kid but like you know if money stuff was different like maybe I do think it's a little bit crazy people make it work for sure but I do think it's a little bit crazy to have a, a child intentionally if you're like financially uh unstable yeah me too or like you don't own like a home yeah i mean people have kids in apartments all the time like a lot of people in major cities will never own a home right so i mean you just have to have a kid at that point but it's i mean if you (laughs) (laughs) um 
yeah, I, I think it, it's like a decision that you should definitely play an active role in, which is like historically not how it's been. That's why I like being gay, because if I end up having kids, it's going to be very intentional. So intentional. Yeah, that is kind of a beautiful thing, even though it complicates things a little bit, I'm sure. But also, I feel like it makes it almost like to the point where it's like, wow, do I ever really want to make that decision? Because it's such like a... Like, there's no chance left up to it. Like, you could be like, yeah, I think I want kids, and then you get pregnant, and you're like, oh, I'll just keep it, because, like, I, you know. But, like, yeah, if that's you have true. to, like, make the choice to either adopt or do, like, IVF or whatever, it's, like, it's such a big thing. Like, because if you don't make that decision, it'll literally never happen. That's true. I mean, it... You're right that you can't you can't be like swayed <laughs> into it. Like you really have to be quite intentional to end up with an adopted child or a child through IVF. I know that that's kind of weird to say, but I do think that some people are just like, oh, if it happens, it happens. You know. I think that a lot of straight couples. I mean, a lot of people try really hard to have children, yeah. and it's like, okay, what's it like to not be a fertility goddess? <laughs> I, dude, my body wants to have babies so bad, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it's. Uh, I think a lot of people are just sort of like neutral towards it, and then like things are kind of going okay, and they're like, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Speaking of being a fertility goddess, my doctor booked me in for a pap smear. <laughs> and she Your first my, ever. Yeah. And she's like addicted to <laughs> prescribing me medications from the nineteen fifties. Oh, like what, lithium? I mean, I'm sure she would try if I wasn't already on something else, but <laughs> Um, she, like, prescribed me Effexor a year ago, which is, like, the first antidepressant that was ever on the market, and it makes you crazy. And okay, yesterday nice. she prescribed me Xanax. Okay. What? Oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, you're not even that old. What is going on? She's just, she's like, if it ain't that broke, you don't fit so. She's, like, gonna diagnose me with hysteria or something. That's funny. She's going to be like, sorry, I got to jerk you off now for medicine. <laughs> <laughs> my, Mike and I had an argument um, a few weeks ago about um, whether or not scientists and doctors believed that women could come. Okay. Uh, before a certain stage, and I was like, they definitely didn't. And he was like, people have been coming for all time. And I was like... Yeah, like men. Like I don't, I don't know that. Like people are definitely eating pussy in the old days, which is disgusting. Before the advent of the shower, but like, I kind of feel like those those doctors that were doing the like hysteria vi vibrator stuff, like they were definitely just perverts, right? Oh yeah, like they. Yeah, definitely. Or they were like. They thought they that they were like women were coming. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, did they know they were coming, and were they just being crazy, or like, did they think were they did they think they were like torturing them, and they were like getting off on that? Because it's definitely one of the two. Well, they definitely knew they were doing something like illicit, because like obviously they were like vibrating them in the right place, and like honestly, the women probably 
did do better after that. Yeah, definitely. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Just they were the only chicks in the entire world who were coming at that point. Um, I mean, everybody knows that if you're mentally ill and you just have, like, a bunch of sex, it, like, cures you. That's true. I... I always wondered what, so like, is it like basically every psychiatric drug that you're not supposed to nut on? Or is that like only certain antidepressants? People act like it's every psychiatric drug, but like the one that like actually is like well known to cause that problem is Zoloft. Zoloft, okay. And also I think Seroquel. But that's- Seroquel. And those are both like brand name. Yeah. Brandy antidepressants. Yeah. Well, Seroquel is an okay. antipsychotic. An antipsychotic. But it just like okay. makes you sleep, so like it makes sense. Yeah, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't want to uh, to nut if you're just sleepy all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes. I don't know. I just know that I've <laughs> I've never had a problem on any drug I've been on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but everybody I know that's been on sertraline, like Zoloft, has had problems yeah i always see people doing these like so annoying like you know like these contrarian like reactionary posts that are like oh no one in the world can function properly because they're all on birth control and ssris it's like what am i losing from my life i'm not on ssris not that it matters but like what am i losing from my life being on birth control or being on both of those it's like sweet now i can have sets without getting pregnant and have a brain at work. Yeah, I don't understand what that means. Congrats to me. Why would you be against that, right? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. What, you want me to raise a baby and be crazy? Seems like a bad mix. I'll fucking do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm prepared to go there, but it's like, yeah, they just like don't, they just don't want women to like have fun. So they're like, get back to being crazy and pregnant. That I feel like that's what my doctor would say, honestly, if I was on birth control. She, like, was doing a really bad take yesterday where she was like, well, if you're anxious, you should use coping (laughs) mechanisms like um, deep breathing and yoga. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm not like, I'm not like a 13 year old with an anxiety disorder. Like, I do actually know how to manage it. Dude, this uh, fuck. We're gonna have to talk about this later on. Obviously, you already know. Should should we talk about the election briefly, or does no one give a fuck? I feel like we should wait until next week. Oh, the results? Yeah, the results. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it after the results. Because the election is like Yeah, the official voting day is September 20th. Yeah, but early voting is this weekend. I haven't changed my voting area yet. I got, I got our cards in the mail, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I have to figure out how to vote, unfortunately. My mom asked me who I vote for and then got mad at me when I told her. Who's she going to vote for, Trudeau? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think historically she probably votes liberal, but, like, I don't know. She was sounding pretty... I was like, is she pilled now or something? She, like, needs a pill? 
I don't know. I think she must know that they would have, like, the pandemic would have been even worse if the conservatives were in charge. I, like, kind of get it because it's like, obviously, you're not going to vote conservative. Justin Trudeau's terrible. Mm -hmm. Jagmeet Singh, like, rules, but he was really bad in the debate. And the yeah. Green Party chick was really good in the debate, but she's pro-apartheid. Mm -hmm. pro like, she's, like, anti-Palestine. <laughs> well, I mean, the like, the thing about the Green Party is, like, they're just, like, a right-wing party that cares about the environment. Exactly, yeah. Like, so it's just, <laughs> like, you can't, like, and it's funny because, like, a lot of the time they have, like, good candidates. I know. But, like, you you can't vote for them in a serious way because, like, first of all... There, it, it's like when, you know, like boomers are like, you can't vote for the NDP because they'll never win. It's like lots of provinces have had NDP governments, though. Yeah, like fully. Like, <laughs> that's not, that's not, it's like, that's not crazy to say. You're not throwing your vote away. You kind of are throwing your vote away when you vote for the Green Party because they always got like 1%. Yeah, and like, I don't know, the new Green Party leaders, like, she definitely did really well in the debate, and she seemed good, but yeah, like I said, she's anti-Palestine, and she also apparently had um, Mumulak Akak's name in her mouth at the debates, and she went on Twitter and was like, keep my name out of your mouth, like, <laughs> we're not, we're not oh, yeah. friends. Yeah, I did see those tweets, I was wondering about that, but... Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. You. Yeah, I was like, okay, queen. <laughs> I was listening to Tritzy and Katia's uh, podcast this morning, and they were talking about how they went to go see Violet Chachki's show, and uh, an audience member yelled, I love you. And Violet Chachki just said, I don't know you. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Telling my girlfriend about the episode of Trixie and Katya where they talk about getting fired from jobs. It's so And good. how they both got accused of stealing at their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Everybody steals from retail. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're not stealing anything from your job, it's like, do better. At least steal time. That's right. Time theft is the best theft of them all. Should we talk about the internet? Let's talk about the internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. Um, my beef this week is like so related to your coping mechanism. Okay. Thing in like the annoying way because like okay, somebody did a viral tweet that was like people with ADHD, oh, yeah. nothing, and then anyone have you tried getting a planner and i like quote tweeted and was like you'll never manage any condition that you have if you refuse to develop like a toolkit of coping strategies <laughs> and people lost their fucking mind at me um and i just want to clarify i don't think that a planner or a calendar is a cure for ADHD, I don't think any one coping mechanism just makes your problem go away, whatever it is, your mental condition. But, and if it does make it go away, you probably didn't have that problem. <laughs> to be honest, you had other problems. Um, but, like, I hate this, like, online mental health influencer shit that's, like, 
telling anybody to do anything that might improve their situation is like ableist and it's not taking mental health seriously it's like so are we supposed to just let people suffer and live their lives in the toilet forever like i i don't understand like these none of these problems are like debilitating in the long term or at least they shouldn't be it's like when we talked about on the pod that like people love to pretend like lifestyle changes won't help you with your depression or other mental illness yeah and it's Mm -hmm. like obviously lifestyle changes help like medication is like huge obviously for most Mm -hmm. things but it's not going to 100% fix your problem you will never feel 100% better if you don't do anything about the way you conduct your day-to-day activities yeah totally like and a lot of people like need to get on medication so that they are well enough to do some of these other things yeah things right like lifestyle changes but it's like it's a holistic approach like there needs to be an like we were just talking about like with substance use or eating disorders or whatever like i said toolkit for a reason like it's you need all of these things to be working in tandem so that the ship doesn't go under right you know like you you need to be working on your lifestyle dealing with your medication if that's something that works for you or your your therapist if that's something that works for you um and you also need to be like building your support system making sure that you have a safety net if things go drastically off the rails right like you can't uh, you can't just be an island of despair who like never lets anybody try to help you. <laughs> I feel like the problem is that a lot of people who have these takes aren't really like familiar with the concept of like harm reduction. Yeah. Like if you think about it that way, it's like okay, let's say instead of like ADHD, it's like someone who has a substance abuse issue with like alcohol and instead Mm -hmm. of like changing the environment that they live in and also like the people that they hang out with and the places yeah things they do along with quitting alcohol they just were like take this medication that makes you sick if you drink alcohol and don't change anything about your life right like the problem's gonna get better but it's not actually going to like make your quality of life any better exactly yeah like the the interventions about like changing what you normally do that um when you're drinking or whatever like don't hang out with the people that you always get drunk with and you never do anything else with them exactly yeah etc um and like people were so mad at me and i didn't like i didn't read the replies because why would I? It's not worth it. <laughs> right? Um, but, yeah, I could tell that people were, were getting mad. And the, the funniest thing was it's like, I have ADHD. I take medication. I also am addicted to my Google Calendar. And I keep my house clean. And I sleep for eight hours a night. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these little things that I have to do because things will fall apart. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not just going to magically, like, nobody can just, like, remember every single thing they have to do without putting it on a list or in a calendar or, or, like, you know, like, that's not normal. 
everybody in the world should be using some sort of calendar or to-do list because like I don't even care if you don't have ADHD like people forget appointments and shit like that all the time yeah they're late for things like it's obviously worse well also like (laughs) if you (laughs) you're just not operating at your full potential if you're not doing that like people are like oh I don't need a list to remember what chores I need to do and it's like okay but like if you wrote it down you would probably do it in a way that's more logical and is more efficient and you could hit them off as you went. Yeah. So then if you didn't finish all of them, or you wouldn't be as overwhelmed, right? Or if you broke them up into chunks, like, it, you, people just don't want, like, I'm like, what do you want? What do you want? What do these online mental health advocates want? They don't, they don't want anyone to, like, talk to them ever, they don't want anyone to suggest that health. there's something that they could do to improve their situation. Right. Which is like, okay, I get it. Unsolicited avo- advice is annoying. If you don't want to get unsolicited advice, you should do what I do, which is not tell people that I have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guaranteed successful way to make sure nobody ever says anything fucking annoying to me about it. Don't open yourself up to the <laughs> criticism or suggestions. <laughs> And if you have to tell people, maybe you should understand that when they say things like you should get a planner, they're just trying to help. And how many people is it going to have to take to say you should get a planner before you get a planner? Other people who have the same condition as you and who are managing it are saying you should get a planner. It's like people don't want to fucking hear it either, but it's like. Okay, there's literally so many studies that show that exercise is as effective and really, really effective when combined with medication Yeah. for, like, most mental illnesses. And it's, like, people get so fucking mad when you say that. And it's, like, but you wouldn't be mad if you were taking medication and you were doing exercise. You would be less, far less mad. You would be happy, maybe even. Well, I used to be someone that was like, uh, working out doesn't make me feel better. It just makes me feel depressed. Turns out I just needed to be on medication to be able to work out. And now it's fine. Right. And that's what I'm like, taking any one of these one steps, it's like, you know, I always think that like my life was a huge mess, like three years ago, obviously. Uh, and it was, it's been messier than that before, but (laughs) it was like, it was like, there were all these things that it's like, oh, I got into a healthy relationship. Then it's like, because I had that stepping stone, I was able to like quit drinking. Then from there, I was able to like work on my relationship with food and exercise. And then it's like, okay, now I can start to get my like professional life figured out and like start to take a look at my finances or whatever but it's like without any of those other like stepping stones or like gender pieces or whatever like i would not have been able to succeed in doing any one of those things well, just it's because too much otherwise like where do you even start how are you gonna like how are you gonna be intentional about what you're how much you're eating or not eating or whatever if you're fucking drunk all the time yeah exactly <laughs> How are you going to work out like, if you're always hungover? How are you going to work out if you're fucking drunk all the time? Yeah, exactly. How are you going to stop being crazy to men if you're not fucking drunk all the time? <laughs> how are you going to stop being crazy to men if you're fucking starving your brains out all the time? 
okay. No. Here's the real thing. How are you going to work yeah. out if you're drunk all the time and you don't do any drugs to counteract being drunk? Right? That's that's true, yeah. How are you going to develop an appetite if your main source of sustenance is Adderall and vodka? <laughs> it's not possible. You're not. You're not. <laughs> like... I, I always fear getting into being like self-helpy or whatever, but I just genuinely like I actually just want people to feel better. And I just like it when people are like doing better, you know, and you can be trapped in this hole for your like entire fucking life if you just do the same things for your entire fucking life. Yeah. Like, why don't you just try something different and see what happens for like a month? And then if you don't like it, you can just stop. Right, and it doesn't even have to be a big thing. Yeah. Be like, oh, I walked to the mailbox and bath today. Great. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Got the sun on my face for 10 minutes. Great. Huge news. Right? <laughs> my thing, like, and, like, I've said this before, and I feel like people think it's annoying that I say it because I do still drink, but, like, stop mm-hmm. drinking for a month. Yeah. I don't... Dude, it's not bad that you you say that like I just think if you can't not drink for a month you have a problem of some sort yeah totally I mean sometimes you you need to like you need to be like what am I like clinging to you know like this this is not the meditation cast but like you need to be like what are my attachments in life yeah like like and why am I so dependent yeah on this thing right like whatever the fuck it is it's like you need to be like um am i going to have a breakdown if i can't have alcohol or if i can't have like weed or am i going to like be completely unable to relax if i have to eat something and i don't know how many calories are in it exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) or you know any any number of things right like am i going to be out of control if for some reason like i'm in a social situation and i don't know what's going to happen or who's going to be there or like whatever it's like these are all things that like just need to be worked on am i going to be completely unable to socialize if i don't drink at an event like yeah that's a problem right (laughs) that's like that's a drinking problem and also like uh probably an anxiety problem yeah right like like speaking personally although you know what something is really funny i actually think that drinking although it helped me socialize it definitely made my social anxiety like worse yeah because i would just abuse myself the whole next day about all the insane shit that i said because like i had lowered inhibitions just i was drunk i that's why i stopped that i worked i was like i'm i'm annoying when i'm drinking Everyone is. Yeah. <laughs> and personally, I can't handle that. Some people don't care. Well, not everyone is, like, a big in- introspective lad, like both of us are, unfortunately. True. But, the, but that, that's the quality that... The quality that would make you be like, am I annoying when I'm drunk, uh, is also the quality that would probably make you a socially anxious person in the first place. Right? Yeah. Which was also the quality that would make you investigate your relationship with alcohol (laughs) like these are all things that you're either like you have uh, you're prone to do or you're not right yeah Um, you're making some points here 
Yeah, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, I still do lots of uh, insane shit, but it's like a constant, it's a constant project. (laughs) (laughs) It was so weird. I was like with my family last weekend because my grandfather was in town and my aunt, and my whole family was twisted, and I was just sober, and I was like, this is so weird. Oh my god, yeah. It's so rare that I've, like, just seen my family members so drunk, and I'm, like, not also so drunk. Yeah, that was me at my last family event. I was like, this is, like, I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so, uh, it's so weird. It's, like, okay, my mom is, like, 60 years old, and she's just fucking giggling. (laughs) It's harmless. It's harmless, but it's like, oh my god, so strange. <laughs> okay, queen. Also, like the thing about drinking is like, I, also I don't fucking care if people want to do it. I don't think it's cool to do it like all the time and always be fucking drunk. But like, I just like that night. Everyone was like drunk. I just like woke up the next morning and was like just good to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it kind of rules to not ever feel like shit in the morning anymore, unless it's like, I did something stupid, like, I only slept for four hours. Yeah, but something that is, like, extremely temporary. <laughs> like, you yeah. can just take a nap. Yeah, totally, and it'll wear off. <laughs> do you have a beef this week? I don't have a beef, but I do have a dumb bitch. Okay. So I'm ready. My dumb bitch this week is my ex girlfriend who posted something on Instagram about destigmatizing outfit repeating. Queen. Like, I'm just like wondering what that's about specifically. Do you remember? Did you ever watch Lizzie McGuire? Yeah. Do you remember the famous scene? where Kate accuses Lizzie of being an outfit repeater and Lizzie says the only thing worse than being an outfit repeater is being an outfit rememberer. Yes, so true. Also, I don't think out- repeating outfits is stigmatized. I don't either. <laughs> like, I was you, like, this is, you, this is a fake thing. You live your life like a cartoon character and so do I. If I have an outfit that I think is cute, believe I will be wearing it all the fucking time. I'll literally wear it every week. I only have, like, three outfits at any given time that I think are cute. So, like, yeah, I will be cycling through. And I still look good every single time I wear it. What's the problem? Nobody fucking remembers. Why would anybody remember? Also, you can just change your shoes. Yeah, or, like, put sunglasses on. There you go. Whole new woman. (laughs) Like, you stigmatize. It's not stigmatized. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I I don't I can't think if someone's like you always wear that like what I always wear what <laughs> like a black t-shirt and jeans like okay how would you know which black t-shirt and which jeans it is yeah or like I'd just be like yeah I know I'm choosing to put it I'm choosing to put it on. <laughs> Also, it's like, this is what I look like. (laughs) If you were were surprised by now, by seeing me in like a black or gray crop top, like, I have news for you. You haven't been looking at me for the last 10 years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the things that I wear. Like, it's not a big deal. (laughs) 
also like I, I feel like people people just like invent problems like nobody is paying as much attention to you as you are paying to you everyone is paying attention to themselves yeah you're stigmatizing yourself nobody's gonna remember your outfit unless it was fucking crazy which is a different problem right yeah that's a whole other issue that you need to deal with (laughs) you need you need to look in the mirror and like figure out what's going on with you if your outfit is consistently so insane that people remember it we need to stigmatize like dressing like a insane person if you're not actually crazy that's true yeah like my thing is always like and i like i'm never someone to tell someone that they're like overdressed or something because i really i honestly couldn't care and i love seeing people in cute outfits but like i don't really understand when people wear shit that's like truly crazy because like or somebody drives like an insane car you know like a, a, a pink car with a vanity plate or something because like my goal when i'm in public usually is to be looked at as little as possible i can't look too much like shit because I don't want to draw attention, but I can't also look like in very like flamboyant or whatever because I also don't want to draw too much attention. Yeah, like if you do that, it just means that like you're ugly, basically. You're ugly. You're trying to distract people away from your face. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is so cunty, and I'll tell you who it is afterwards. Okay. But I I saw this girl the other day, and I was like. She's wearing so much makeup and her hair was so done. And I was like, damn, done all the way up and still that busted. <laughs> That's what pretty privilege is really about. When it's like you see someone and you're like, I have done my hair and makeup like that before. I know it takes two hours, probably. And it's like, what's it look like when it's not all done? <laughs> Right? That's rough. Should we do tweets of the week? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have some dumb bitches. Oh, my mistake. Oh, no, it's okay. I, it's nice of you to bring it, your ex girlfriend into it, though. Yeah, I thought that was a little fun treat. Okay, here's a message that I got from somebody who was mad about my um, developed coping mechanisms tweet. And I already sent it to you, Sophie, but... Okay. Also, this person thinks I'm a doctor. Um, (laughs) So... That ableist tweet is especially hurtful, especially coming from a so-called medical professional. We know that planners can help, but guess what? We've already used them, and we already know. Your tweet is so fucking patronizing. I'm so glad I found a good doctor now. Doctors like you who treat neurodivergent people like children and do not respect us almost drove me to suicide and I'm sure have succeeded in killing many others. Hope you never see another patient with ADHD as long as you live. And they replied to themselves and, uh, 40 minutes later. They're a bit mad about this. He said, I can see you are not a real doctor and that you have ADHD. Glad to hear you are not. For the record, I'm still hoping you delete your tweet. Apologize for obsessing about this tweet and taking it out on you. It's a symptom of my ADHD. I tried writing stop hyperfocusing and stop trying to change narcissistic sociopaths in my planner, but it didn't work. 
I see you decided that the best response to telling people that you hurt them is to make fun of them. Interesting choice. Hope you close your DMs. Sounds like a good tool from your toolkit for your mental health. Nothing worse for mental health than confronting and acknowledging the pain you've caused. And then I accepted the request to call them a loser and then I blocked them. <laughs> it makes me laugh that they just kept going. Like, they were like, oh, my bad. I see that you do have ADHD and you're not a doctor, um, but I'm still mad about it. Also, I'm sorry for obsessing over this, but it's your fault that I'm obsessing over it because you posted it. These are all paragraphs, obviously, and the timestamps are 12.56 p.m., 1.19 p.m., and 2.28 p.m. So, like, they were stewing on this for, like, two and a half hours. I like that they called you a narcissistic sociopath. Yeah, the mental health understander has logged on. I'm definitely a narcissistic sociopath. As I said, planners are helpful for ADHD. They could have just said, like, you're a bitch. Like, they don't have to, like, use, like, buzzwords. Medicalized language. Yeah. <laughs> when I definitely know what a sociopath is. Yeah, exactly. A sociopath is someone who says that planners are good. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm killing people with ADHD by saying this. Like, dude, you gotta get off the internet. Your harmful rhetoric you. is making people kill themselves. Yes. My, I, the power I hold, if you only knew, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> My posts have made many people kill themselves. Oh my god, speaking of which... Um, <laughs> Last night I tweeted getting kicked off the comedy final for threatening to bring a redacted to the venue and using it on any comedians that sit in the front row. Mm -hmm. And, like, three people messaged me because they thought I had actually been kicked off the competition. And I was like, you thought I would bring a gun to the venue? <laughs> oh, I was hoping you would bring a bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, am I that crazy? No, no, no. I think you do this whole performance of how crazy you are, though, and then for some reason, comedians take it seriously. Yeah, it's like, what? They don't listen. That's how you know they're not listening to your jokes. They haven't heard you do jokes about making credible threats of suicide. Yeah, or about how I got mad at my girlfriend because she cheated on me in a dream. That is so funny. That is, I would be mad about that, probably. I don't know. Not in a serious way, but... I was mad. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Queen behavior. I was like, can you explain um, your behavior in my dream? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like dreams are just there to, like, torture us, though, you know? I feel like every time I have a dream and I remember it, it's, like, the worst-case scenario. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, oh my god, Mike is cheating on me with my biggest hater in the world. He's <laughs> actually like revealed to be under 18. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's like it just keeps compounding and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 you mean I was beefing with a child this whole time? Oh, God, this is so embarrassing for me. Actually, beefing with anyone is pretty embarrassing, which is why I always try to, like, mostly stay out of it. Yeah, I was telling somebody last night, I was like, 
I actually don't have beef with anybody. Like, if people think I'm mean, that's their own problem. Like, I genuinely don't have beef with anyone. Except for, like, one person. But, like, I actually don't have beef with anybody. No, that's what I mean. It's, like, especially to be, like, mad online, but, like, sure, whatever, have beefs with other comedians and stuff, like, or, like, real and true ones. It's, like, you have to have energy to, like, commit to that, right? Like, it's, like, I just don't care enough about really pretty much anything but i mean like really like i don't care enough to go in on somebody who i know is inconsequential yeah like i would be upset if somebody that i cared about had a problem with me obviously and it does kind of hurt my feelings when i like someone and then i find out that they don't like me that doesn't happen very often yeah like when it does i'm like oh fuck maybe i actually did something right but it's always like randoms that are like apparently don't like you and it's like okay like it's like I would care about this if I thought that that person was like funny or nice or cool or smart or hot or successful or hardworking or responsible any any of those individually it doesn't even need to be a combo (laughs) or like you know a a good friend someone who's fun to be around (laughs) like i just i i've never been hated on like you know in a comedian's beef way or an online beef sort of way by somebody that i was like this stings because I like respect this person as my equal. Yeah. That would be hurtful. That would be hurtful. Right. Like, but it's usually someone who's like so inconsequential and stupid that it's like, of course you hate me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not surprised. You have bad, you have bad opinions. (laughs) Not everyone in the world has to like you, but it's like, it, it helps if you don't consider them to be, like, a reliable narrator. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> do you have a tweet this week? I do. Okay. This tweet is from Layla at Layology. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Laylology. Laylology. Okay. Yikes. Unfollowing him now. I'm a big fan of his paintings. I had no idea he started the war on terror. (laughs) (laughs) George W. Bush is a beautiful, stupid man. He is. I think he, I honestly think he has, like, dementia. That's fine. Yeah. At least he's not the current president of the United States. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> and also, happy 20th anniversary of 9-11, everybody. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary. For, I hope you're all those, getting drunk. <laughs> to those who celebrate. Yeah. Um, it's also Rosh Hashanah. It is next Wednesday, I believe. No, it's currently Rosh Hashanah. Oh, currently. Okay. No, wait, was it last week? No, it's definitely starting now or next week because a Jewish comedian last night told me they were hosting New Talent Showcase on Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> okay. Or was it Yom Kippur? Because aren't they only like 10 days apart? Yes. It's it's posed. 
it must be Yom Kippur because Rosh Hashanah was like September 6th or 7th or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Jew heads rise up. I remember because I... (laughs) 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 Sorry. My tweet is from BTOP Joan Holloway at Reservoir Pods. Okay. (laughs) Good good usernames. Uh, And she said... Elizabeth Holmes is on trial for being a pretty woman with a deep voice. Oh my god, I saw that. I laughed so hard. It's true. Amen. Amen. Is that illegal in this country? Apparently. Dude, I know, like, I, or Michael always tells me this, and he's, like, a, an audio professional, so I, I trust his opinion, but I don't know if he's just saying it to be nice, but I was, like, editing the podcast last night for, like, the first time in a while, obviously, and I was, like... Why is my voice so deep that it's underground? <laughs> what is going on? I can't believe that's what I sound like. <laughs> I just sound like a barking fucking dog. Like it's like a big one, you know, like a pit bull. Yeah, yeah. It's like how does that sound come out of me? And then I was like having flashback to meeting Mike's brother. And he was like, man, I can't lie to you. You are what I, you are exactly like I thought you would be. Um, except for, I had no idea that you sounded like that. And I was like, like what? Like what? Like what? What is that? What are you talking about? (laughs) Like this. (laughs) Like Elizabeth Holmes. Oh my god. That's so upsetting. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, okay. It didn't hurt my feelings, but I was like, uh, like what? (laughs) We do think Liz Holmes has a fake voice though, right? Yeah, I think she puts it on. Which is just so funny. She's uh, voice fishing. Do you, do you think that, like, okay, this is a serious question. Okay, has it ever happened to you that you have, like, do you think that what somebody's voice sounds like plays significantly into whether or not you would, like, befriend them or be attracted to them? Yes, but not on a deepness level. If someone's voice is, like, too high and, like, weird baby, then I can't be friends with them. Yeah, that is that is funny. I think it's a credit to like Maddie that I think she's as cool as she is because she really has like one of those slutty yeah, baby true. voices. Yeah, she's she's uh, overcome that. Like, like she has one of those voices where it's like, okay, she's my friend, so it doesn't annoy me at all. But if I had a class with her, I would be like, I want this bitch dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> Like, if, if you're on campus and she raised her hand and she was like, um, I just think that it's, like, something really smart that Maddie would say, but I can't even do her voice because I don't hit that octave, um, I would be like, what is this? <laughs> I feel like it's more, I mean, like, there are a lot of women whose voices are, like, kind of high and nasally and it's, like, it, it's definitely annoying. Um, and also, I feel like I can tell by how what women's voice pitches whether or not they scream when they're okay, drunk yeah, or which is like a bit a bit no for me. Women that talk like me never scream when they're excited. 
Mm. You ever think about that? You're right. I can hear the tone that turns into screaming very easily. It's because we're probably high key. Um, but, like, men sometimes, it, it is just really, like, so annoying when, like, a big, hot guy talks and it's, like, two octaves higher than you thought it was going to be and you're like, yeah, that's excuse so me. It's weird. I used to have a crush on this guy who, like, had a normal voice, but then he would laugh. Okay. And I was like, it was literally like family guy hot girl with a bad laugh. Oh, no. I was like, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so funny. This is going to be really difficult. Yeah, that's really bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? It was so weird, dude. It was like a child's laughter, but it was coming out of like a 240 pound man. That's so disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Or the other thing is like, uh, there are podcasts that I won't listen to because people like their voices or their affectations annoy me too much. Oh yeah, big time. So like, no, don't, I don't take it personally. You can't listen to this one. No, me neither. I had to turn off a podcast the other day, though, because it was, like, it was the guest. Because I was interested in in the episode. But she was enunciating every word so clearly. She was like, lots of people struggle with disordered eating. And I was like, is she talking like this because she's on a podcast? (laughs) Like, is she trying to be really clear? That's so or, bad. Like, does she, is she literally this annoying in real life? Yeah, like, what's... Is that just how you talk? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've encountered that in real life. Have you? Someone who, like, really enunciates in an annoying way? <laughs> I feel like I must have, but I can't think of anyone specific. So maybe I've been spared. Apparently, like, men and older people, I know that this is, like, definitely criticism that I've gotten from older people. They get mad when you use, like, filler words or do upspeak. Yeah. Like, I, obviously, that's just how me and all my friends talk, so it, I don't notice it. It doesn't bother me if other people do it. It doesn't... I don't really notice it, I don't think. I do notice it a bit more in men just because men do it less, but it doesn't, like, bother me. Right, but then it's like you don't notice that if it's a gay guy. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when a, when a straight man is doing upspeak, you're like, is he like Australian or something? If a straight man does it, I just assume he has a lot of female <laughs> friends. Yeah, that's true. Why does he have so many female friends? Mm, he right? thought. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's ran through. <laughs> All right. Let's log out for this week. See you guys soon. Okay, bye everybody.